and uh, as we take just a moment here for um, people to begin watching, I just want to thank you for watching, um, whether you watch these videos live or at a different time. Whoop, that was a better picture there. No face. Um, if you don't care, if you can hear this tonight, if you just comment there if the sound is okay this evening. I know we've been having some trouble with our sound at home. I had uh, apparently broke um, apparently broke the microphone in our house. So I have the one at church tonight. Thank you, Deb. I appreciate that. Uh, so hopefully I've got it fixed at home now. And so if I get to do devotions at home anytime soon, that you'll be able to hear it. Uh, as you know, we have finished our study on Ruth, and I have just really been praying about where to go. There are just so many books in the Bible that are, they're all wonderful. But um, last night we were spending the holiday with some friends, and and I still hadn't heard from the Lord yet on what to do. And uh, if you know me, I try to prepare weeks, months in advance. And, uh, and so it just wasn't quite right. And so today as I was praying, I felt like the Lord said uh, that we should go to Esther. Now, he didn't audibly say Esther, but in the, my spirit, I felt that's where he wanted us to go. And, and so we go to two books back to back that really feature um, some remarkable young ladies uh, in the story of Ruth and Esther. And so I just want to give you an overview of Esther. And Esther is, uh, oh, it's about a third of your way into your Bible. It's uh, right after Nehemiah, and it's not a very long book. But what has happened is um, the Jewish people have been um, taken into some captivity. And there is a powerful, powerful king. And uh, he was ruling the known world, mostly. He was getting ready to attack Greece and to just really be the world's superpower, if you think about that. And what happens is there is an evil man who gets the ear of the king, and he hates the Jewish people, and he tries to exterminate them. You've probably heard a story very similar to that with Adolf Hitler in Nazi Germany. But the theme of this book is very significant. Even though you never see the word God appear in this book, he is all over it. And there are two things I want you to take from our study from Esther that I really believe the Lord has been dealing with me and hopefully you about is the first, even when you don't see or feel that God is hearing your prayers, that God is at work in your life. Maybe your family situation just keeps getting worse. Maybe your burdens just keep getting heavier. Maybe things at work just keep getting worse and things at home just keep getting stressed. And all of those things, and it seems like God is not at work. I want you to see from this book that he is involved, that he is working everything out behind the scenes. 
and it does not regard uh, the or respect of persons. God doesn't look for the strongest, the smartest, the fastest, the richest. God is doing things where he gets the credit. And second of all, that is important because God is asking you and me to do things that are above our own ability. You see, Esther was just a young girl, but yet God used her and her obedience to save the Jewish people. Now tonight, you might not be responsible for saving a whole race of people, but maybe tonight and over the next few weeks, God's going to be showing you how what He wants you to do can save a relationship, can save a marriage, can rescue the hurting, encourage the broken. I don't know what that looks like for you. I don't know each and every struggle that you have, but I promise you that even when you don't see that God is working, He is there. And two, He is going to ask you to do things that are above your ability. I probably hear this phrase more than any phrase at church. I can't do that. Or I won't do that. And there are times in our life when God tells us no. Tells me no a lot. I can pray pretty selfish and think pretty selfish. But I really want you to hear this. That God has a bigger purpose and plan for your life than you give him credit for. You say, I'm not educated enough. I'm not talented enough. I'm not wealthy enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not a good enough speaker. I'm not a good enough singer. I'm not a good enough... Just the list goes on and on. But I want you to really be praying, and I hope that you'll read the book of Esther and you'll start praying over it and and focusing on it because you and I need this. Because this book of Esther starts in a pagan land. And friends, we're living in a pagan land. Now I know where I live here in southern Illinois, it seems like the big liberal problems of Chicago and New York and and all of these places doesn't apply here. But friends, the same brokenness that is in those big cities is in the streets of Dahlgren, the streets of Carmi, the streets of Dale, McLeansboro, Omaha, North City, Wayne City. It's just there are more of them in big cities because there are more people. But loneliness, abuse, divorce, discouragement, church fights, all of these things go on in the littlest of towns to the greatest. And so tonight I don't want you to think that you are immune. Your family is immune. But I also don't want you to think that you're not important enough for God to use. You say, Jake, I'm not a pastor. I've not been to seminary. I don't have all these degrees and, and I've never done these things. And I, So I'm just happy being a pew sitter. I, I'm just happy staying in my lane. I'm just happy. I'm just happy keeping my head down and out of sight. I want you to hear me tonight. God's got bigger plans for you than that. Some of you have just been saying no. Some of you have just been ignoring God. But if you'll 
trust God and His Word as we study through this book, I believe God's going to ask you to do some amazing things and show you some amazing things. You see, most of us are content in the blessings that we have, but yet God wants to give us more blessings. The Bible says in Jeremiah 32 and 33, which I'm studying for Wednesday nights, that God told the people of Israel that he wanted to bless them with his whole heart and soul. Now we think about our relationship with God that way, to love him with our whole heart and soul. But God wants to bless and work in your life. God wants to work and move in the good times and in the bad. Because when we see the book of Esther start, and it says here in verse, let me read here, in verse <clears throat> 5, okay? And when these days were completed, the king made a feast lasting seven days for all the people who were present in Shushan, the citadel, the great and the small in the court of the garden and the palace. And so what we see here is this book starts out in a time of celebration, a time of joy, a time of worldly wickedness. And you would think that in that time, everybody should be happy. You see, we're living in a day and age where the world celebrates things that God hates, that God detests. And so, friends, you need to trust that God is at work even when the world has denied him, mocks him, laughs at him, because it's in those moments that he's looking for someone, whether it's the young lady Esther, the young lady Ruth, young King David, old prophet Samuel, to be used by God. And so my prayer, and as we're out of time for tonight, is for you to know that God is working even when you don't see it. And two, that God wants to use you even if you don't think that he can. And so I pray that you'll read Esther, you'll get ready, and that we will grow in our relationship with the Lord together. And so as always, I thank you for watching. I pray that the Lord will bless you and that if you need anything at all, that you will let me know. I'm praying for you and I look forward to being with you tomorrow night. And so if the rapture doesn't happen <laughs> and the Lord is willing, uh, we'll see you tomorrow night.